two center backs for the Rapids. Brilliant ball in from Ronan. Just rises up, beats Safari. What a fantastic save. And hey, we're live. Welcome to Afterburn Soccer Show. I'm your host, Nathan Hill. You can follow me at Nathan J. Hill on Twitter. Um, although I'm jumping over Threads, Threads app a little bit. And with me is our, is our buddy, Tommy LaBeouf. You can follow him at Tom underscore FC Dallas. It's good to have each of you here tonight, all of you joining us via Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Um, we're still you know, getting the show warmed up and going, and you just saw the opening clip there, a, a moment from the loss of uh, FC Dallas' loss against Colorado Rapids in Colorado. But a big save for Martin Paz, who continues to put the team on his back in some ways. He's one of those bright spots in the midst of what has been a really poor run of form for FC Dallas. It's, so things have not been good. Uh, I know our buddy Jose Carmona is going to join us here in a couple of minutes, but we're going to get started. We're going to take your comments and questions live. We're going to uh, you know, give you something to tickle your ears and give you a little hope for those of you who listen to our podcast uh, on a regular basis as we upload this later on the audio-only version. But we're going to get right into it um, with uh, something a little controversial here that 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 Tommy put up uh, today, uh, and, I, and I screenshotted it. Tommy, tell me, tell us about your poll here. Tell us about your science, highly scientific poll. Well, it was just basically get some feedback from the fans out there, and um, you know yeah. we were throwing what was it a couple years ago, a new era, and it. And it and it, it was broadcasted. This is a new era, right? And it's, you know, we're out to win. And, you know, you look at the lineup that we have out there, it's it's uh, yeah. not very competitive to MLS. But look, let's let's also say Jesus was in uh, go, go, go Cop, right? We had some injuries. But let, let's just face it, Paul Ariola has underperformed this year. He's been injured. Um, Sebastian Legette has uh, underperformed. Um, Ibiaga in the back has, has not been good. Martinez has not been good. He's hurt. Um, the, the roster as a whole is just very not competitive. It doesn't look like a major league roster. Um, the only talent we really have, in my opinion, is Jesus and Velasco. And Velasco is he's just 20, a very young kid, right? But he's not beating people one-on-one. But he's definitely got some talent, and he can he can flourish with, with other good players around him. You know, uh, the wing play has just not been good this year. It's, it's no one beats anyone on the. There's not a, really a playmaker in the middle that's dribbling the ball and beating people and dishing off to Jesus. It, you know, I don't. You know, I just feel like if this is a new era, wh- what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, it feels like I'm watching North Texas SC every week that's that's what i feel what and i should say for those who are going to be listening to the audio podcast version of this a little bit later the the poll that tommy put up was hey fc dallas is and you had two options either trust the process or just a shit show and uh right now 71 percent are voting for the latter uh, out of 14 votes i mean highly scientific and representative of the fc dallas fan base you know but yeah but but yeah, it's been a tough. It's been really tough. And, and, you know, yeah, Jesus is away. He obviously is a big miss. He has scored the majority of goals for FC Dallas. And you've got just injuries 
all over this roster some key players that the team has missed. I mean, Ima Tumasi, uh, we, we missed him for some of these these crucial matches where his defensive experience um, would have been a big boost. You know, uh, Jesus Jimenez, I mean, to have a veteran striker to grind out some of these games, what a, what a, you know, but we've had to go with Hyder up top, or at least according to the last, to this game against Colorado, Sebastian Ledjet was playing as a striker. I don't know that that's entirely accurate to what was happening on the field, but he's just not a striker. I, you know, it's, it's just asking a lot. And I know, again, so Nico's had to use what he has. You can't just conjure up players when players are hurt. But it's just not It's not been good. It's not been fun. We got the LAFC win, which was wonderful. But since then, the loss to D.C. United, disappointment this past week. And now going to Colorado and handing them their first home win. Granted, I don't think it was a PK I just think that was a really harsh call. If it bounces off someone's chest onto the arm, I, I just don't know how you can call that as a ref. But, you know, maybe he didn't see enough on the tape to turn it over. Welcome to the show, Jose. Um, hey, guys. Let me jump in here and say trust the process. You know, it's easy to cry because everybody's injured and everybody's like, oh, my God, we're we're terrible. We're not terrible because – we have bad signings. We're terrible because the team has been decimated by injuries. I mean, Pomico, Legette, Ariola, Jimenez. You're missing. You're missing uh, Jesus and some of the other players that we've had. We're missing both our starting our right backs that were competing. We've had to recall Colin Smith. I mean, this is horrendous. I've never seen this many injuries. You can't pin that on Zenoda. You you have to you have to take a look at you know how were the injuries suffered? Is this something that maybe the training, uh, you know, your trainers and whatnot need need to be addressed? Is this something to do with with the 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 grass, whatever? For whatever reason, this team is decimated, and despite how horrible this 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 injuries have afflicted this team, still in the playoffs. As of right now, and we've we've been horrible. And and mind you, this hasn't just affected. This has affected North Texas too. We've been wondering what's wrong with North Texas. Well, I'll tell you what's also wrong with North Texas. A lot of the players that they were counting on, that they had planned to get minutes with them from FC Dallas, are not getting minutes with them, because FC Dallas is so depleted that Corca, Andele, Camongo, uh. Uh, Mulatto, these guys can't get minutes with North Texas. And they had planned, you know, they had planned for this. They had, they had planned to incorporate FCD players more often. Well, now they can't count on them. And then you got Hope Avellevo, who's been injured and is their best attacker. You know, you got Carl Saint, international. I mean, how many of those two teams have, have uh, one of their starters out on international duty? So it's affecting the team from top to bottom. And let's not forget that some of the North Texas kids are, you know, playing also with MLS Next, uh, you know, with, with the academy, that is. So, but FC Dallas right now, they're just banged up. And I don't care how talented a team you are. Look at LAFC. They're banged up. 
and they're losing and they're dropping teams. You think they're happy that they lost to FC Dallas, who was equally banged up? No. It's you have to trust the process. It's a three-year build. We're in year two, and so if if this if this was a third year, then then I'd start then I'd say, okay, you guys dropped the ball. But that hasn't happened. This team's just banged up, and and I'm gonna tell you something. I'm looking forward to League's Cup now, not because of you know the competition or because the 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 some kids might get you know like like Dante Sealy may get some minutes. We're not no, because League's Cup is going to be needed to get some of these injured guys back in form, and that's the truth. Some of these guys that are going to be coming okay. back are going to be are going to not be in 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 any uh, position. To come in and and affect the game, they got to get back into playing form. You know, Paxton just got back. He honestly, you can't expect him to to play like he was playing early in the season because he might as well be coming off of preseason. And a lot of these guys that are coming back, when they come back, they're gonna have to round back into shape. So League's Cup now offers this team the chance to do that to basically say, hey, let's get these guys treated like a preseason and rotate our, our, our injured players back in there. And, 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 you know, who cares if the team advances and, you know, they probably will because, because of the format, but it's a chance to get the team back on track once the league's cup rolls around. So trust the process, you know, if the if everyone comes back and we're dropping points, okay, fire Sonoda, fire whoever. But while the team's banged up, Nico is holding this team together with chicken wire and gum. <laughs> so, and honestly, let, let's be frank. Some of the, you know, I'm the most optimistic of people, but deep down in my heart, looking at some of the lineups, we started Korka. Are you kidding me? Some of these lineups, you just know we're defeated before the whistle even blows, and and the fact that that. Ferreira isn't there. The fact that Jimenez isn't there, Ariola isn't there. Don't think these teams fear our attack. It emboldens them to go forward, and frankly, they can be more aggressive. They can, they, you know, even in their counters, they can basically alter their tactics to say, "Hey, we've got a wounded duck," and there are multiple ways to attack this team right now. And, and FC Dallas can't really plug all the holes right now. They, they try. But come on, Corica, obvious target. I mean, they, they just stick that guy in there, and, and, and he immediately, Colorado's like, we're going to attack that guy. Yeah. And like I said, the fact that the attack is non existent, it emboldens them. They're not going to sit back and, and play defensive. They're going to say, okay, let's go after us Dallas because we frankly aren't scared. Their only good attackers aren't that, that, that they have on a team aren't even playing well. Velasco isn't playing well. Paxton's coming back from injury, so it was legit. Right now, this team isn't scaring anybody on the attack. And until Jesus gets back, until the team gets in shape, expect more of that. And all the team can do is try to kill the game, try to keep it 0-0, try to eke out a 1-0 win or, or a draw. And, and that's the truth of a wounded duck team. Well, we do give some some credit to, to Sam uh, Junka, who um, has been a, another bright spot. The guy makes 85k a year. He's on a, a 
veterans minimum kind of deal um, and has really stepped up, provided a little spark. I mean, I, so I, that's why I, I think, you know, I saw a question earlier, uh, I think in one of our chats that, you know, is, is Nico going to lose this team? And I think that's a sign that he's not, you know, like that he's getting, uh, you know, he's getting something out of some of these role players. They're stepping up. Um, they're, they're delivering something. But it comes down to some of these key moments. I, I mean, I, look, if we go back and if that um, penalty kick doesn't go, goes our way and the referee rightly calls it, you know, calls it back because it was harsh. But then again, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, maybe maybe it's a 1-1 draw. And I, and I still think Colorado would have been the better team out of that result. And maybe they would have tacked on another one late because they would have pushed harder for uh, it. But... Um, you could have said, hey, we, we scrounged out an away point, not the end of the world, and it wasn't a very good performance on top of that. Uh, yeah, but hey, uh, you, know, um, you know, Nico's got to deal with what he's got to deal with. It, it, it's just tough right now. It's tough. I mean, the D.C. United loss is, is even worse than the Colorado one, uh, um, just because uh, you're at home. It's a 4th of July crowd. You've got to win those games. And against D.C. United, who haven't been very good, and you know it comes down to just one play, but but meanwhile DC United has one has a great striker, a really solid striker who that's what he's paid to do, and he gets you that one moment of brilliance. And in soccer, sometimes it's all you need. It's a cruel sport sometimes, you know. You know, I, I just it's it's tough to be a FC Dallas fan and and be excited right now with everything that's going on because let's face it. Just the fact that these guys are going to come back from injury it does not guarantee that they'll regain their form. Some guys, I'm looking at Martinez, for example, may not come back at all. And let's face it, whatever issues we have with Martinez, losing him and not replacing him, that's not a good thing. You know, uh, you could sell me on the, hey, we got three guys that we can rotate and we're happy with. But if once Martinez is gone... You saw who your third center back is. It's Corca. That's your third center back right now. Not Norris. Corca. So let's be honest. Losing Martinez, even I know some people, I, I would be okay with losing Martinez at the end of the season. But right now, it's just bad timing. Uh, it, it's We're already, we're already paper thin on, on the back line. And we can't afford someone like Martinez to be gone for the season. We need that guy back. <laughs> I think Martinez was early on defense before he even got hurt. He was too slow, and his yes. passing wasn't. Yes, I, but I is he? But 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 before his injury, I think Ariola wasn't good before his injury. I, I they come back and they're yeah. going to be not as good as they were before. I mean, I, I just think that. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you, Tommy. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I agree that they weren't as good. My point is that the options behind them, is huge drop off. Absolutely, Martinez. Martinez, for all his for all his weaknesses, was at least consistent. You knew what you were going to get from him. You know he's not fast. You know that he's you know, but he was scrappy, and and he was good enough to give us solid starts. Yes, the declines there, but but there's a drop off from him. And Ariola, they're slower. They're they're not as tall. They're not as strong. They're young. They're they're not I, developed, you know. 
They give you like good effort, but... And they're not yeah. consistent. I love Endele. Endele yeah. looks great, but he's not consistent. Mm -hmm. He looks great one minute, not so good the next minute. Korka, I'm sure he's shown flashes, but he makes too many mistakes to be a starter. I mean, Colin Smith's been forced back to come to, to come back and, and, and basically, you know, miss out on what's been an excellent loan for him. It's... I want to be clear. It's only knocking the players that are playing. I'm just saying that they really are not ready yet. They're, they're not starters, in my opinion. They're going to be – they could be good players one day. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's like watching someone who's called up early from North Texas SC is just – needs time to develop we're playing players we're developing players on the field right you know you, yeah we're Velasco, we're developing we're, them the the velasco has his issues the problem with velasco is that there's too much weight on him he's not ready to be the featured attacker that's a good totally agree and yep. and that's not helping him but and my i know paul and legit haven't re re regained it from from last season but they're veteran players. These are guys, Ariola, for all his issues, is still going to basically out-hustle almost everybody on the field. And his leadership is missed. So I'm just saying we still need these guys back. As badly as the team has played, even when they're on the field, that team was fourth place in the West. With them all gone, this team is dropping, you know, faster than we can keep up with <laughs> but as i'm just saying those veteran players yes there's a drop off in them martinez velasco legit i i can't deny uh not velasco uh legit and uh um Ariola and martinez yes you you sense that there's a drop off from last season but they're veteran players who still can play without hurting you without hurting the team maybe they can't help the team uh, attacking-wise and stuff, you know. Uh, the fact that they're dropping, that, that especially Leggett and, and uh, Ariola, the fact that they've dropped off has forced the team to rely even more on Jesus than before. Uh, but their veteran presence would basically help them eke out a draw against Colorado as opposed to getting a loss. And that's what's missing. We're, we're dropping games that we were eking out draws with before with those guys gone. So now instead of one point, it's no points. And and that's what this team was doing. This team was grinding results. We were, let's face it, we were fourth and we we're like, how are we fourth? Well, that's because they weren't, they were getting something out of nothing. Even when they didn't look great, they would still manage to get a point. Now they're not looking great and they're not getting those points. That's those veterans that they're missing. And like I said, Martinez is injured. I still would like him back for the rest of the season because I'm not convinced they have a replacement lined up, you know? And and I'd hate for the team to bring in somebody just for the hell of bringing in somebody and Corica still our third best center back. So yeah. that's I, mm. I would still rather have them back, sh uh, like I said, shape or not, with those guys back, even though they're, they ha they're not the struggle from last season, this team is still uh, is contending for a home spot. In the playoffs, without them, uh, yeah, you see what's happening. Biagra, for example, he was unpressured playing the ball off the back and gave the ball to the other team. I mean, it, it, it's just been a really pathetic soccer. I mean, uh, things that happen on the field I haven't never saw under Oscar, never saw under the previous administration. Even Lucci, for example, I think 
some of the passing that I'm seeing in the field is it's horrendous. And um, yeah, I, I just don't. Uh, yeah. 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 Like I said, uh, like I, did, I said, I agree, Tommy. I'm 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 waiting for I, I'm excited for the League's Cup because it'll give the team a chance to get everyone healthy. Uh, you got Ansa, who's a left wing. You got Sealy coming back. Mind you, uh, they both can play on both wings, by the way. Sealy. Oh, Sealy. Uh, I uh, always thought that in the past years, FC Dallas was never uh, had enough players on the roster to play for MLS to also compete in the U.S. Cup. And now we're adding a Leeds Cup. <laughs> uh, I just don't see us really having any chance to do anything or, or want to do anything. I think with the roster that we have right now, probably the coaches want to just want to play one and get out of there because he doesn't have a, a full roster. You know, I mean, it, it, and I, I don't know. I don't want to watch a game with the roster that we have in the Leeds Cup. Can you imagine Messi coming in and, and all those players coming in and playing the lineup that we have? How silly is that going to look? It's mm. going to happen regardless. I, I honestly, like I said, Leeds Cup, you're assuming that everybody's going to take it seriously. There's going to be teams that are going to treat just like the U.S. Open Cup. So just so, like I said, it's a great time for FC Dallas to rest some players and give minutes to the guys that, that are coming back from injuries you know, it's it's going to be good for FC Dallas if they do it right. You know, some guys are going to have to rest up, like like Farfan, for example, needs needs to get some rest. Uh, but other than that, we ha- here's here's the, here's the positive. I'll give you one positive of this whole injury injury situation, and it, it'll only be a positive once we get everybody back. And that is, it has helped us discover which players can give us minutes from from the back you know uh off off the bench you know uh like i said endley has has shown that he can produce for you but he's not someone you want starting but i guarantee you a guy that's going to give you 20 25 minutes uh same thing for kamungo you know uh there's like i said there's just several players colin smith has shown that he can give you something but the problem is is starting 90 minutes for these kids other teams will eventually find their weakness. These are kids that you want, that, that are showing they can produce you, but you want them coming off the bench, not starting. That's the difference. And once the team gets healthy, I think we'll be a little happier with our depth situation. But that's assuming. I'm assuming that everyone's coming back. If they don't come well, back, then we, we have we'll a still be in trouble. Well, let's, let, let me hit, hit RT News 7170, know. a supporter of Afterburn Soccer. Appreciate you. Appreciate you following the, the writing and the blogs and things. Um, you know, well, we've, we've talked about the mentality mindset issues several of the players are having. I, you know, I, I think I think players are, are actually decent on this roster. I don't think we're having any major, from what I understand, there could always be things underneath the surface, um, people frustrated with the lack of playing time. That's somewhat normal and stuff. So, you know, there has been talk about whether Alan is homesick. Alan Velasco is homesick. Um, there's been some posts that he's put up on social media that have speculated some things uh and he may be i mean he's a young guy uh so but uh he he is you know i asked i did ask nico kind of about velasco's um form uh, earlier in the week but but nico really pushed back he just said velasco's doing so much and if and if if one or two of those chances that he's working on come out right and the you know uh go go the right way, I guess, you know, we would be talking about what a great game he had, but because it looks like he's struggling because there's nothing that ends up in the back of the net. 
it's easy to see why, like, you know, we could say, oh, well, Velasco didn't really do enough. So, you know, I, I hear, I think Nico is a very, I think Nico's a very player-friendly coach. He so far has rarely, if at all, criticized his players publicly. And I imagine in the locker room, he has those frank conversations, but he's always putting context when he's talking to the media and encouraging his team and believing in his team, which I think you have to do as a, I don't, yeah, as a, as a coach for the most time, but, and as to Ansa as a left wing and Seeley, you know, I think healthy is the right word. I think Velasco has put on a, a lot of minutes on his legs. He, he needs a break here and there, I think. And, and I think that will also eat some of the burden on him. I think that's, more than important than because I don't think either of those guys are going to beat him out for a competition to start, but I do think they can provide give him a break here and there, and and so he doesn't have to feel like the entire load of a, of a result is on his creativity, you know. By the way, I want to add that Sealy looked great in in you know the twenty some minutes we saw him, and and um. <laughs> <laughs> Marson uh, is in Denver, and and he is a fan of all Colorado teams. So he was making sure that I knew that the team was losing. So it was not an enjoyable game to watch. Trust me. Uh, but anyway, uh, I say Sealy looked great in the twenty twenty five minutes that we saw him. Yeah. Uh, but this is a player, a young player, who who falls in line with the other young players we have. He's a player I think can give us excellent minutes coming off the bench, but had him a start, and I think eventually something will go wrong. Uh, I, I, I'm i excited to see him come off the bench. Ansa, I think, is brought in with the idea to push for starting minutes, where I think Dante Sealy is a player that you want getting those those uh, those uh, sub-performances. You know? Um, so, I'm excited that he looked good, but I'm not so excited to say start him, because, like I said, Andy Lee's looked good, uh, a lot of the other young guys have looked good, but they've looked best when they've had limited minutes as opposed sure. to playing an entire match. And so I'm excited to see what Ansa has to offer. I'm excited from what I've seen from Don Tassili. If anything, it gives the team some options that even if we don't get uh, Jesus and those guys back anytime soon, you know, give us some options. Uh, you know, let's stop relying on, on the North Texas kids, you know, <laughs> Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what they got, but, but I agree with timing is where's the signings. We definitely need to make another signing or two, um, uh, in the areas that, that we, you know, in the backfield, in the back line, I'm saying, sorry. And in the midfield, you know, we'd like to have another guy push Jesus, but that's not a priority right now. You know, he is going to have to heal up and, and our biggest pressing matter is, is the midfield and, and the back line are banged up. And that's where we need to bring in more bodies. The question is, can the team even do that? We have to keep in mind uh, Velasco's what twenty years old, and you yeah. can't judge a twenty-year-old in a major league team. Uh, you know, it's just not right. You got, you got to give the kid some time to man. <laughs> and so are these other these are these other players that we're asking to step in. Kamango's a kid. Mulatto's a kid. Endeli's a kid. Corica's a kid. Uh, Velasco's a kid. And and uh, we've had kids, uh, um, right? Yeah. Um, I can't think of his name. Our our young center back from North Texas that's been playing at midfield. He's another kid that's had to start for us. Uh, and and that shows. Uh, let's face it. 
uh, Nico wants to grind out wins. And to grind out wins, you need veteran players that are going to withstand the pressure that you're you're forcing upon them and are going to have to play as mistake-free as possible. Legette, Ariola, Martinez, these are guys that, even though they've dropped off, they're still veteran players who are not necessarily going to beat themselves. We're not saying they're these men. guys are beating themselves. Yes, they're, they're, they're men. men. They're not going to fold under pressure, and they're the guys that are going to help you grind out points. But without them, the, the kids aren't uh, solid enough to give you 90 minutes enough to win out those kind of wins, to, to eke out the, the grind out points. That's what we're seeing. And and the team, you know, it's all we can do is wait. Honestly, it's it's hope that we don't drop too far down. And, and hopefully once his suits and everybody else comes back, this team, honestly, the team gets healthy. I, I'm excited at the possibility that this team can make a run. And, and frankly, so, I'd rather have have a hot team at the end of the season than 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 at the start of the season. Is Jesus coming back? I, I guess the question. <laughs> and guys getting healthy. Maybe, not, yeah. As much as I want Jesus back, I I still would prefer that the U.S. win the Gold Cup or at least make the final, because I think uh, he's been playing very well in the U.S. Right? I, you know. <laughs> the truth is, he's yeah. been playing very well. That's right. Uh, but okay, you to know, me, it's very well. Tune out, tune out, tune out the diehards. Tune out the diehards. They're they're ridiculous with their takes. Bottom line is, uh, this team will be judged. U.S. team will be judged on whether they make it to the final or not. They have to win their next game too. Yeah. The pressure's there. They got to get that W. They got to make it to the final or they'll be seen as It's not the number Sorry? one U.S. starting right? This is these are younger it's kids. This is not the <laughs> Okay, I have a complaint and, about the whole the whole A B roster thing. The truth is, yeah, that that the the men's national team has to have a roster of about 60, 70 players because the the whole oh this person's not number one, this person number two is ridiculous. You need to have you need to go four or five deep at every position because of all the tournaments because there's going to be clubs that don't release their players. There's going to be players that are in the middle of transfers who can't join you because it no, would be bad for them. And and I'm not talking about this. Dallas. I'm talking about all the teams around the world. There's reasons that you have to have a, a strong, deep roster, and you need to have as many players competing for, for the A spot as possible. And Ferreira, you never who cares? If you don't play He's a guy that – Ferreira, for everyone's complaints, has been one of the best players on this roster in the gold cup. Yeah. You know, what's the is... point? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying some people are ridiculous. We're like, Oh, this guy's not the to top the team. He should never be called <laughs> bullshit. The, the, uh, <laughs> this team needs to have this kicking the ball up. Bad touch Zardes. Um, what's the guy that kept the, kicked the ball in the stands from San Jose when he played for USA. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, Jesus is putting the ball in the net and, and he doesn't need a lot of space. He just need a quick touch, and he's scoring, right? He's definitely not the puppy kind. That's right. My other complaint, my other complaint with U.S. soccer is this: uh, with with fans of U.S. soccer is this, the whole the whole they should have called younger players in, and we'd be okay if they got eliminated, as long as they gave all the young U twenty guys, you know, for example, starts. That's complete and total bullshit. Those guys are at home watching on TV. They're not at the game. The casuals are at the game. The casuals expect wins. They expect the U.S. 
to go far on home soil, mind you. So anyone that tells you a loss in this tournament is susceptible is out of their mind. You are the host country. You better make the final. And the only team that you can possibly lose to in the final that would be tolerable is Mexico because there will probably be more Mexican fans in the final than American fans. So it's more of a home game for them than for the U.S. But losing to anybody else, completely unacceptable. You, there's no way anybody's going to accept that. And any people saying we should have brought a younger squad is out of their mind and being ridiculous. And, and mind you, I want to give credit to uh, to U.S. soccer. While everybody's complaining about it, let me get let me tell you this right now. They figured out the level of the Gold Cup, and they've fielded a team appropriate to that level. They basically said, "Hey." This team, it's it's a yes. Okay, there's some veteran guys. Why they keep calling? Why they keep calling these guys in? Blah blah blah. Because these guys are gonna grind out that win. When Canada, when Canada took the lead, who were the guys that came off the field? Reynolds came off the field. Neil came off the field. Don came in. Long came in. The guys that everybody was complaining. Why do they call those guys in? Those sure. were the guys that were on the field. Moores was came in. Uh, Miazga came in. These are veteran players. Veteran players that guarantee that your team does not get eliminated by a team that, that basically is outplaying you. You need those kind of grinders, and, and, and that's what these guys are. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Keeps... But I'm just saying, stop being ridiculous. U.S. has figured out what kind of a team. And I want to add a counterpoint to that. Canada brought a young team. Canada brought the kind of team the U.S. said we should bring. They brought a team that was loaded with young players. You know, yes, the starters, the starters were probably uh, had more World Cup experience than the U.S. starters, but half their team was young guys. And I guarantee you, Canada isn't celebrating them themselves being eliminated. Yeah, well. Well, you know, I wanted to add a new feature to the show uh, called uh, uh, Bad United States Men's National Team Twitter Takes. And there's a lot of them out there. I mean, first of all, this guy who is going, well, someone jumps off of this and starts doing a Caribbean, uh, I don't know, Captain Jesus Ferrero. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Whatever Captain, nonsense. Yeah, it's a sparrow, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, this idea that, you know, Jesus can, can um, as the announcer says, back-to-back -back tricks <laughs> can do all that <laughs> for your team, which you would kill for any team in the in any league, in any tournament would love a player that scores back-to-back -back trick. But then folks, like, want to rate him down because of that. And so, well, you know, uh, that he's not worth the A-team, uh, that Vasquez has more meaningful goals this tournament. I mean, what didn't didn't Jesus, Fer, uh, you know, Ferrer just score? Back to back hat tricks. Well, didn't he just do that? <laughs> and and he scored the winning, you know, PK goal, which by the Clutch. way, Clutch. But but I'm what? gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say one thing, and 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 to show you just how ridiculous these guys are. If Jesus Ferreira had gone to Europe, if he was in Europe and not playing for FC Dallas, he would not be playing in the gold cup because he'd be in Europe and they're basically, unless, you know, unless he was like some, like on a second division team, they weren't going to call him in. 
because they weren't going to call in all these European players. It was going to be mostly a domestic team. Jesus would not get the Gold Cup, and the U.S. would not have won their group because Velasco – I mean, uh, sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry. Uh, Vasquez, uh, excellent hold-up player, but he's not scoring a hat-trick against those clubs. He's, he's not. You know how I know? Because the people who have, who have scored for uh, hat tricks for the U.S. are very few, and 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 mind you, it doesn't matter. He 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 would have to score two back to back hat tricks, one less hat trick, and Jamaica wins the group. So I'm telling you right now, if, if Jesus Ferreira isn't on this Gold Cup roster, this team does not win their group. So and that's the truth. Yep. And the truth mm. is, is any right. player that they say should be in in Europe, if they were in Europe, they would not be in this roster because the Gold Cup was going to be always going to be MLS heavy, and it's always going to be MLS heavy, no matter how much they cry. Well, here's here's the kill, tell that of everything. Hey, this is for twenty two. Twenty two. He's a lifer, man. Haven't you heard that one? That's that's the most ridiculous take I've heard. Honestly, there's there's some people out there that call Jesus a lifer. He's 22 years old. He's only started. I think he's only what it's his third season starting, yeah. and only his second right. season starting as a striker. <laughs> but he's a lifer at 22 years old. Did you and see people... his face for that PK in the extra PK? Whatever. Uh, he's not mentally. He is all there. He's not a 22 year old up here. Up here, he's a man. You know, he, he he doesn't seem phased at all by the moment, you know. Go watch that PK. Watch it. Yeah. And the other thing unfair. is people are neglecting to mention is our wing play, and this is a team that bases play off of the wings, has been horrible. Horrible. I mean, I, horrible. I'm sorry. You got Gressel starting. He, he's, he's not a wing. And you got, you know, I, I love. Um, I love the last. He's just not there yet. I love Sendejas. I love Sendejas. But. You can't deny he's not, that he's yeah. struggling. That he's struggling for whatever reason. Uh, it's probably mental, by the way, because we've seen him look like a world beater in the IMX. And that speed, some of that fire, it's the fire that I'm not seeing. When you see him in the Liga IMX, he looks like a fiery player, like a like a like a guy who's basically gonna, you know, uh, kill himself for his club. I haven't seen the fire. That's what I'm. That's what I'm not seeing from Sendejas. Forget everything else that he's not doing. That's what concerns me is, and it tells you that it's in his head. He's a guy who's who, for whatever reasons, is having is doubting himself. His confidence, for whatever reason, is not there, and his performances are not helping him. And 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 I I, I hope <laughs> here I'm gonna make a prediction right now. Just just just. And 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 you heard it here first. If it's Mexico and the U.S. in the final, Sindejas will probably be one of our best players, if not our best player on the field, because he will relish playing against guys that he sees all the time, that he knows he can perform against and has performed against. And I guarantee you, if it's U.S.-Mexico, all of a sudden, Sendejas, who has looked average at best, will suddenly have you'll suddenly see that fire that I'm talking about, that that competitiveness that I think that's mm-hmm. what's missing his confidence and 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 
look, Canada, who had looked like crap, came out and played confidence because a lot of these guys are MLS guys or have played against MLS guys, and they knew from familiarity that they could play against these guys. And that gave them the confidence to come out there and, you know, go toe-to-toe with the U.S. And that's what I'm saying is once Mexico rolls around, the guys that everyone's crying about are the guys that are going to stand out. You know, your Roldans, your Morris. These guys have gone toe-to-toe with Mexico, and these are the guys that are going to be itching for a fight. And that's why they're brought. They're brought to ensure that the team goes forward and wins these ugly games that are inevitable. Mind you, I hear the complaints. I watched the game. In my opinion, in the first half, everyone's like, oh, it was crap. No. It was basically two teams who knew they were in a knockout phase who were not going to make mistakes and were playing it safe, both teams, because they knew all the action was going to be in the second half. And and honestly, I was expecting a 1-0 win, and it would have happened if it ha- had it not been for that handball miracle there at the end Yeah, for Canada. Oh, Robinson. Yeah, and RT, I'm with you, man. That that uh, one of Jesus's goals, one of his first goals, where he just received the ball in the box, popped it up, and then quickly slotted it home. It's just, it's it's not a, it's not. He's not just getting on the end of a cross, at the you know at the at the far end of the box or whatever. He's he's not just tapping in a rebound. I mean, it's just it's class. It's just class. And here's, uh, yeah, here's another thing I've said. By the way, everyone's complaining about his who's you know disappearing against these teams. And this is the same guys that are telling you that our wingers are playing like crap and our midfields are playing like crap. So why do you think Jesus is disappearing? He's not disappearing. He's he's, he's basically having to play midfielder. And it's not surprising when, that when Velasquez comes in, you know, he's getting better feet. Why is that? Because now uh, Ferreira is one of your midfielders too. <laughs> so him and Busio, well, all of a sudden you got two guys that can that can, that can can feed you the ball, which Jesus doesn't have. He, He's versatile. He's not only great in the box, but he can go play 10. He can play on the wing. I mean, that's you invaluable. Know, by the way, can somebody tell me what position he was playing in the second half? Because Ferrer was <laughs> everywhere. He was, all, he he was, was like playing D-mid at was. times. Like he, was he, like, was. he was playing D-mid. He was, I swear that he had a hybrid role. Basically, the, the, the you know, Callahan said, well, go out that, there and right? I mean, stay, as long as you stay in the midfield, you can do whatever you want. You want to play fullback, go play fullback. You want to play D-mid, go play D-mid. And well, his well, job was literally to put out fires. Oh, go ahead, Tommy. Well, but he was. Even though he was, you know, he'd been running his butt off, right? So he wasn't 100%, but he could play on the wing or in the mid with less energy, still get the ball, keep the ball, could get the passes in. He's got value there, you know? So, yeah. And then, you, could, yeah. you know, he... He's valuable to PK. They take him off the field. And, and I'm going to tell you PK. right now why Jesus is your third best attacker on the, in the U.S. men's national team right now. It's it's not because he's a better striker than Vasquez or because he's a better striker than Wright or, or a sergeant. It's his versatility. Your third striker on the roster better be able to play other positions because I guarantee you, that whatever Sargent or Haji or uh, Vasquez can do, uh, Pepe and Bulligan can do better. So you need that, that third guy to be able to play not just striker. He needs to be able to play in other positions. And that's where his Jesus is your third guy because he's the guy that, oh, hey, 
one of your wingers isn't playing well, put Jesus at winger. Or you can put him at attacking midfielder. Or you can put him as the striker. You can put him on the left wing. Jesus will literally kill himself for your team and will play whatever position. I guarantee you if you said, hey, we're going to play a – we're going to play a defensive uh, three-man back line, and, and, and we only have two center backs. I guarantee you, Jesus would say, would say put me back there, and I'll, I'll help defend. And that's what you want from your third striker on the roster is versatility. And that's something that the other guys, not named Pepe and Bulligan, can offer you. Not to the extent that Ferreira can. He's the cheetah. Well, look, hey, before we close out the show, let's. I, I do want to get to one clip. I didn't have clips from... Uh, from Nico this time, but I do have him from Javi Cano after North Texas. The uh, other result, um, the other result of, of 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 the weekend was North Texas traveling up to Tacoma Defiance and just getting smoked, two own goals, and and really, uh, head coach Cano said that you know the team generated like 14 shots. That the offense was decent. Hope uh, started, which is a good sign for him. You saw the team generate opportunities that were dangerous, that were a little unlucky, um, and but but yeah, um, the defense was in shambles. So, so let's just let's listen to to Cano's uh, one of his. We'll just listen to one clip of him um, after the game. You you'll just yeah. This this is this is some good stuff. The the solution is the the player need to show up every every single second. Because if, if we are not if we are not ready, if we are not focused, we are not just prepared for, for those games, it's impossible. It doesn't matter if you play with Canavaro, Costa Curta, Takinardi, whatever, as a big defender. The problem is is the player is not ready, is not prepared for the game and show up to the field and just waiting like some miracle will come and just no, it's it's impossible to win any single game. Doesn't matter if you have the best defender on the world. And doesn't matter what players you play. Of course, we, we wanna make some subs. And we wanna and and I was very, I was uh, we we only traveled with seventeen players outside. So like I I left at home players like could be I wasn't the decision like to bring it to start or or give it at home, and 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 it's a and it's a pity to to take to, to need to have those decisions. And after when when the game is coming back and I thinking like maybe I need to follow my guts more and 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 not thinking more on this. So like. But now I cannot do anything. The only thing is, I talk to the players. The, our standards, we cannot draw the bar to the to the hell. We need to we need to come back, show up, and 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 demonstrate like we want to go. And next week we have uh, Houston away again. It's a it's a big game. It's a big rivalry. They wanna they wanna uh, they wanna wait us there with a knife on the hand and say like, okay, we wanna make another another three, another four, another five, and try to try to try to go go hard versus them so like if we go with the same mentality maybe we we come back from houston with another three or four so i i, I expect the players show up i expect the players taking responsibility i took responsibility as well i told them i'm the first one because i'm the captain on that boat and i need to take the responsibilities but they need to show up as well because if not it will be hard to defend every single one when when i need to defend them Head coach Javi Cano, who's just absolutely was not happy with the and performance from his young team, but a team that it's clear from his perspective now that need to do some growing up, that need to figure out if they're going to play professional soccer or not, and they can't just show up and go through the motions and expect something to happen. 
Well, what Coach Cano is talking about is that his hands are tied. He's limited to the roster that he has because of all the players that are not available to him right now. And and he's counting on the players that he does have to not make excuses, to show up and perform, and they're not. And and this is why I'm not um, – why I believe North Texas can still make a run uh, towards the end of the season because, uh, let's face it, Hope is the team's best attacker. It has been. And the fact that he has been injured and is now coming back and out of form – that's hurt the team significantly uh, in the attack. Significantly in the attack, the attack is struggling, and having your best creator gone or injured and not 100% has hurt. So, get him back up to speed. That's going to help this team, team immensely. You're also going to be getting Carl Saint back from from uh, Haiti, where he's been playing against uh, at a faster pace with with much more dangerous team, and I guarantee you that's going to slow the game down when he comes back. That's going to solidify well, our Carl defense. played on Carl played on Sunday, but but I think Cano because the back line was he, so he, bad. He did. He did. They slotted play, him as a but, defender, but yeah, it was off the bench. Yeah, no, I mean, he did play, but you got to remember that he had been playing in international duty, so you can't. You got to assume that there had to be some fatigue, plus the travel. Uh, so, yes, he he was back for that game, but you got to think that he wasn't a hundred percent. I'm just saying, you know, now that he's back and he can settle in. Hope I'll be able. So, um, mind you, these guys also have to get back in the rotation, and also once FC Dallas itself starts getting healthy, now you're going to start getting guys back like Endele, Corka, Kamungo, guys that that you were expecting. Not, you do you weren't expecting to be starters, but you were expecting to be available from time to time, and that hasn't been happening. Now suddenly you get these guys. Now suddenly Coach Cano has options that he doesn't currently have. So I'm not saying it's going to fix things, but I'm saying it will improve things and it'll come down to the growth of the younger players, whether the team makes the run or not. The, I, I'm just saying the guys, uh, Saint, Hope, getting back, getting back in form, starting to get players back like Korka, uh, Nolan Norris, all those guys back from the senior team will solidify this team and it'll come down to basically – the team performing on the field. But there's talent there that's not available to him that has his hands tied. He's relying on the really young players. And with young players, it's, it's you know, it, yeah. it's you're, you're, you're flipping a coin, you know, and, and, and some days they'll perform, some days they won't, and some days they will perform, but not for the entire minutes. And you see this team, all it takes is one mistake or two, and, and, and it's a goal conceded. And so... It, and again, like I said, you're gonna have you're gonna have uh, reinforcements coming. I I also want to mention we we did sign that kid uh, that's gonna be joining from Argentina. Don't think that isn't something that that is being done also to help Velasco, and and North Texas should try to sign a couple more young Argentines because if you're not gonna sign to the senior team, there's no reason you can't bring two three Argentines on loan just so there are more players Velasco's age that he can relate to, that he can, you know, uh, bond with. And I think it would be wise for the for North Texas to go out and get it. Uh, they got one kid coming, they signed to a three-year deal, and it would be wise to add another player or two on loan. Even if they're from U19, U20 spots, it's get them in, increase your Argentinian contingent so that Velasco, let's face it, you have a lot of money invested in Velasco, 
you need to do whatever you have mm. to do to make sure that that homesickness That's goes away. Point. And adding more Argentinian players is the way to go. That's a good point. Yeah. I need to go back and watch the game, but I haven't seen a quit on him in the field. I, he's always hustling. I think there was one point where he came off and you know, was sub early, cried earlier a few games back. Yeah, but... yeah, I think he's trying too hard. I think he's trying too hard. He's trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. And, and, and let's face it, the other teams are keen on him because who else are they going to key on? Ferreira isn't there. They don't have to worry about whoever's starting, uh, uh, you know, in his place. Uh, Ariola isn't there to muddy think, muddy up the waters and, and create. I mean, Ariola's best quality got, is he creates chaos. He's got That's talent. He needs to work on people one-on-one, but he can score a goal. He can dribble. He can pass. Uh, you know, he's still 20. And and mind you, the, you get Obreon back, and 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 which, sorry, but it brings me back to Jesus Ferreira. Just uh, a point I forgot to make is, look at Obreon and look at Ferreira, or we consider Obreon a burner, but he's not the fastest guy on the team. It's Ferreira, mm-hmm. and the difference between Ferreira and a guy like Obreon or some of these other speedsters that we have, uh, that we had on the team, or. Or that we see around MLS, yeah. we got these guys that, are, that have this straight line speed. Jesus has that speed, and he has technical ability and, and, and to 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 cut and turn and do all these things that these guys can't do. And that's the difference with, between Jesus and everybody else. Jesus is one of the fastest players in the league, and also very technical. And so we're missing that. That this is a guy that the uh, you know Obrian is playing his heart out, but he's a straight line speed guy. There's a lot of guys like that that are one dimensional. And 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 to Obrian's uh, credit, he you can see he's trying to round himself out, add some more weapons. He's not there yet, but he's trying. And I, I think that you know if the U.S. do go to the Gold Cup final and you know Jesus is playing a lot, when he comes back, he's going to need some time off. Uh, you know, he yeah, just I'm can't concerned. keep going. Yeah, I agree. I agree, Tom. I, I'm concerned that he may have injured himself, and it's, it's. I mean, that that goal, the 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 second goal that Canada scored, that everyone who's not just blaming on Jesus for some reason. You know, uh, I was pointing out that you could see his no. turn on the Jets to try to catch up to him, and then you see him pull off and break off. And I, I remember watching the game and seeing him grabbing at his, at his groin the rest of the the rest well, of the, match. the kid. And I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried that Jesus has injured himself, and and oh, it's yeah. not it's not a serious injury, but it is one of those injuries that's gonna make him less effective. And and groin injuries those can nag you all year. Those are those are those kind of injuries that you if you don't do it right can keep you know popping up and 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 hampering you you know so that's my concern is 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 that Jesus will come back and simply be we've seen this before as Dallas has had that where where we send players to the US men's national team and they come back and their performance just drops and that's my concern is that Jesus will come back injured mm-hmm. and less than 100% and his performance will drop yeah. off Real quick, I would say, you know, uh, as we talked about earlier, FC Dallas is in a spot to make a playoff run. They're in the playoff contentions. They're way up there. And in this window opening up, is going to tell really the, the, the truth here. Is this, is this front office really out to win? Are they going to make the changes to, to make the right play, 
I see we got Inch. I don't know if that's his name Unsoft. coming in. Yeah, I, I hope he's ready to play striker, wing, goalkeeper, whatever they need him to do because he's going to play <laughs> everywhere. You know, um, but we, we could, do need we could use a new Hollingshead. <laughs> I mean, I see the video on him. He's a, he's a man. He's tall, and uh, he he's what I like to see is you know he he looks like American football kind of tall, you know, and um, so I think he's going to come and make an impact. And if he plays with Jesus. I think we still need a couple guys. I, I'd like to see us get a center back. I'd like to see us get a better, you know, another winger or middle midfielder. We still need a lot of talent. You know, we need to sign some people. And we need to cut some of the bad weight, right? You know, I'm not a big Facundo. I know he's been playing well, but I've seen enough of Facundo. He's he's just not going to get any better. But, but you can't get rid of Facundo this year, though. He's You got the whole – with Alan Velasco, uh, homesickness, you need every Argentine you can keep. You and, and he's been playing good. He's been playing good yeah, enough yeah, that that's, that's that's a winter conversation. In the summer, I'm okay with Facundo not going anywhere. I'm I'd be disappointed if they got rid of him. In all honesty, uh, because my concern is that a team comes and and, and tries to sign sign away Ferreira or Ariola or some of these guys. And while part of me says, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah," you know, you know, sell Ariola, sell. We need those guys. You know, there's there's some guys that I won't be upset if they live they leave in the winter but in the summer is the wrong time to offload some of these guys um so it the has to be closes, the right it has to be the right move the window closes august 5th it looks like august yeah. 5th but i think the mls window it, it closes later i think no august, august 2nd summer. august 2nd august 20- yeah july 5th august, to august 2nd so that's your answer yeah, it's, it's always usually about a month. It's only about a month. The summer window is only about a month. Yeah, like I said, the concern, um, the concern is that, you know, one of these starters is going to be uh, sold. And, oh. and, they're, they're, and, and like I said, I have no problem with that happening in the winter. I don't want to see it in summer unless they have a like-for-like like coming in. You know, let's say you, you get an offer for legit. Okay. If you take that, I expect them to add somebody of similar quality. Otherwise, you're just hurting the team. You know, same thing with Ferreira. If someone comes in with an amazing offer for Ferreira, you got to let him go. <laughs> you better be trading for an MLS-level starter at that position. Otherwise, you're torpedoing this season. Yeah. And it's not just a starter. He's a, he's a homegrown. He's Dallas. He's... He's alumni. His dad played for Dallas. It's not just yeah, getting him in a starter. It's a legacy. I'm glad you say that because I, I want to point something out, some, uh, something that, that you hear um, all the time from U.S. fans that, that Jesus is choosing to stay in MLS and, and, and doesn't want to go to Europe, whatever, you know, the whole, the whole he's MLS – the truth is, and, and what they're they're soiling on the fact that Jesus was given the the pay to not leave. Basically, Dallas says, what's it going to take to keep you here in MLS? And they made him the only homegrown uh, DP player at the time. Basically, the highest paid homegrown in the league. A, a notoriously mm-hmm. cheap team dug down. And said, Jesus, 
we want you, we're going to build our team around you, and they have. And they paid him what was necessary to keep him here. Enough to dissuade other teams from coming in, which is what you're supposed to do. So this whole, this whole, oh, Jesus doesn't want to challenge himself. No, the team dug down deep and said, what's it going to take to keep you here? And he said, make me a DP. Make me the highest paid, uh, the first ever homegrown DP. Pay me like a real DP. And Dallas said, done. And they've gone out. And let's face it, he is the centerpiece of this team. You can't deny that they they literally built a team around him. So that's why he's here, because Dallas made sure that he was well compensated. And 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 anyone thinking that, that he's gonna take a pay cut or or if someone comes in and says, We'll give you five million for Jesus, that he's gonna leave, that's not happening. It's gonna have to be a team that, that comes in with an offer that FC Dallas cannot refuse. And, and I frankly don't think that team's coming. Uh, yeah, I'd be curious ask Cardo Pepe if he had the choice again to stay or go. I'm curious to know if he if he was given and, the same kind of contract to stay. He'd probably, he'd probably go, though. I, I don't know. You know, it's just hard. I think if a player yeah. decides they're going to go, and I think Pepe was like, I'm ready. But um, here's the thing, though, is, is, is Dallas had two of the best striker prospects in the nation and the truth is they could only keep one in yeah yes yes the the american strikers to the best prospects in the nation in pepe and jesus and they basically said okay we can keep one but not both and they chose to keep jesus you know and because they got the ridiculous ridiculous offer for for pepe which you're not going to turn down and and that was on pepe pepe had other offers he chose to take the biggest one I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure the hunts said, "Yeah, Pepe, uh, go to Oxford." I'm sure they helped. I'm sure they didn't try to convince him. But next World Cup, I gotta believe it's Pepe and Ferreira on the lineup. We don't know. It's too far away. Three years from now, the truth. That's why I say we need to have 60, 70 guys because there's no guarantee that any of our top four strikers are gonna be in form, not injured. Mm-hmm. There's so many variables. You know. Uh, Anything could happen. Arsenal could decide to basically uh, not loan out uh, Bulligan and, 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 and keep him on the bench. You know, there's so many things that can happen badly for everyone and anyone. Jesus, he could go to Europe and not get any playing time. Uh, Pepe might get injured. You don't know. You need as many options as possible at every position, and that's the truth. And and that's and that's no one can tell you. Yeah, who's I mean, look at, uh, we, we you know a few years ago it, it looked like Daryl DK was going to be a dominant force presence for this national team, and and the guy just hasn't been able to stay healthy. And it's a shame because he's a wonderful player, but and it's not his fault. You know, it's just it's just sometimes it happens. You know, it's just you know, it happens. Hey, Ray Cannon took his took his himself out of the. U.S. Uh, picture by going to Boavista, who then made him a permanent center back. You know, people are like, you know, so you got a guy like Cannon who suddenly has options and he's got to get it right. On one hand, one rumors that he's going to Trabzonspor in Turkey, and, and Trabzonspor has been like a top five, top six team, and they've actually won the title I think in the last couple of years. So it's not a bad option. And there's rumor that Porto is interested in him, and I guarantee you. Porto is the one that's if he goes to Porto, 
that's a that's a that's a team that if he gets the starting spot will make him a guaranteed call, uh, call up to the U.S. men's national team. But there's no guarantee that Porto, if he signs them with all the talent they got, will play him every match. So mm-hmm. it's a it, the guys like that players have to weigh their options and make the right choices. And and that's I'm talking about all U.S. men's national players, not just one or two. I'm talking everybody. It's got to be the right choice. And who knows where everybody will be in three years. You know. Well, we got. To, we need to leave it here. It's like it's been over an uh, hour show. Good wait, stuff for wait, us. I got. Okay, okay, go okay before we it? leave it here, I got. I got a shout out <laughs> to, to the FC Dallas agenda. The FC Dallas agenda, and that's in 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 the Gold Cup. It's been it's been everywhere. And and I want to say a shout out to the seven seven players with FC Dallas ties at the Gold Cup. And you know the three that are on the U.S. Men's National Team. You got Reynolds, you got Sendejas, and you got Ferreira. And everyone sees those guys. But there are more. And some you may like, some you may not. <laughs> so Guatemala's starting goalkeeper. Mind you, they made out of their group, cape, uh, out of their group stage and, and, and just lost. They just got eliminated. And that's Nicolas Hagen, who played for the FC Dallas Academy. And is yeah. currently playing in the Israeli uh, top flight, where our new guy Ansa is coming from. So maybe they played against each other. But that's where in, in, in so he's the number one guy for Guatemala. Another CD guy. Another guy so that that uh, you know the Haiti guys, and that's Carl Saint, mm-hmm. of course, playing for North Texas. Fafa Picault. <laughs> <laughs> also Pico. with Haiti, another Pico. guy that Pico, yeah, Fafa Pico, who you know, hate the guy all you want. Yeah, hate the guy all you want, but he is he he's uh, the the leader for Haiti. And another guy, the uh, guy you may not remember, Audrey David. Anyone oh, yeah. remember that name from Trinidad and? Tobago. He's okay. a, he was a he was a center back for uh, us <laughs> during the Pareja days. Mm. So yeah, for like so yeah. So we had seven guys from FC with FC Dallas ties playing in the That's Gold fun. Cup. So. Well, and so I guess Ronaldo Damas didn't get a call out this time. Uh no, no. But he's but he's playing in Europe, so. No, I think you he's know. back here though. I, 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 his name came up with the local team here, so I should, I should. Oh, did he? Oh, may, well, that. maybe, maybe, maybe he did yeah. return. I think USL. Uh, but I thought he was. But... but I thought he was playing in uh, in uh, Sweden or something like that. He was, but I think he made the move back, so it's interesting. Okay. So well, there you go. Maybe anyway. he fell out of form, so that's why. But yeah. Who knows? Well, good stuff. Well, the FC Dallas agenda cannot. That's right. It never stops. That's right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thank you for the comments, the questions. I uh, appreciate you. Please, Lo, you can like and subscribe wherever you thanks. find podcasts. Now, unfortunately, the podcast still, I realize, is still listed under Big D After Dark. And that's our ancestral home with, with our with our yep. good friends, Drew Epperly and Big D after uh, Big D Soccer. So at some point, that's we're gonna, I'm going to figure out how to change that. But for now, you can also subscribe and follow along right here on afterburn.soccer. Thanks everybody for joining us. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Thanks Jose. Have a good one. Thanks, Rev. Thanks, Tom.